Hey everybody, Pat and Sock Puppet Polly here. Hi guys! To remind you to support your local bartenders. And one of the ways you can do that is pick up this sweet, sweet support all bartender shirt from the US Bartenders Guild. Wow, what a great t-shirt! It really is, Polly. Thanks for noticing. Make sure you get those shirts under the We Are Live tab on Bijack's website. What's up, everybody? It's Chris Denman. It's We Are Live's virtual happy hour. Big shout out to Barkeep. We started this some three months ago. Uh, we've got Pat Joya from Barkeep in studio Hello. actually making drinks today. He's a Proud Boy supporter based off his shirt. Ouch. I can see that. Ouch. Man, I, that's, that's the first thing on my mind. Good they God, are not man. taking Hawaiian shirts from me. It's not happening. It's not happening. What's the? Who's the group that you're part of? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Way to start off the show. Uh, it's virtual happy hour. Uh, my name is Chris Demon. This is Pat Joya. Hello. Very excited to have uh, Erica Rhodes joining in. Uh, she stopped by when she did Helium when she was through St. Louis a few months back. So excited to have her join from Los Angeles. Our friend Karen Choi will be playing music to close out the show today. Let's say hello to uh, Matt, the producer. He's been working hard. How are you, Matt? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. You keep an eye on those comments. I think it's going to get a little hairy today. It's going to be a good so. time. Uh, <laughs> Proud Boy moments right off the bat. Yeah, that's wow, how it just, works. Is, are the Proud Boys still a thing? I think so, but like... I don't you, think you, they you are. You mixed it up. The, the, the ones that were the Hawaiian shirt guys were like... I think they were called Boogaloo Boys is what they were calling them. That's who you're, you're part of? No. Oh, okay, sorry. Jesus, man. It's, 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 it's a it fun party shirt to bartend in. <laughs> it is That's a great it shirt. <laughs> it's airy, it looks good, and, uh, and it's, uh, it means Pat's here to, uh, to keep it light. It's, uh, it's a good time. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, if you checked our, our show yesterday, did a little drinks with the band with Erica Winterstrom, thank you so much for joining, and uh, that was a blast, and we're just keeping the fun rolling here on We Are Live, and uh, we're just trying to make it through whatever this is that we're living in right now. Uh, Pat, let's jump in. It's a virtual happy hour, uh, and I get to see this live in studio today. I know, we haven't done this in a while, have I we? I know, you've been out delivering those silver lining cocktails all day, so this is gonna be a nice little break for you. What's uh, what's going on today, man? What are we gonna see before we talk to Erica? All right, well, I mean, we're definitely gonna play around with some whiskey today. Um, so yeah, the, the, on the cocktail front, if you haven't ordered your cocktails for the weekend yet, silverliningcocktails.com is where you find all that stuff. Uh, we've got a Bee's Knees this week. We've got an Angel's Envy Old Fashioned Cocktail, uh, which is super cool. Uh, we've got a Cherry Margarita, and let's see here. And then the last one was a Gooseberry Gimlet this week. And the Gooseberry and the Cherry, those are probably my two favorites out of it. And I actually brought some cherry syrup to play with today against this. some of the Knob Creek bourbon, which is our house-picked-up bourbon, too. So... Very nice. Yeah. So should I start making a drink? Is that what yeah, let's okay. see it, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, too, like if I've even had anything that this is... Uh, that's remotely like this in the last, I don't know, however long. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you got. Let's see it. Okay, so I'll kind of walk it through it, and then I'll just start making it. So we're going to do the two ounces of the Knob Creek right here. And this is our barrel select one uh, for barkeep. So it's proofed up pretty high, and it also definitely has, um, you know, it's nice and boozy. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do its job pretty quick. So then we'll move on to the lemon juice behind that. I'm going to do about an ounce well, let's do about an ounce and a half of that today. You're kind of feeling wild, aren't you? Well, I'm thinking about how big my glass is, too, you know? Okay, there's a practical reason. Yeah. All right. And then this is a sour cherry syrup that we actually made up. These are super, super, this is super good. It tastes like, I mean, legitimately tastes like cherry pear. Like, I'll give you, like, a little shot glass of it yeah, in a little bit. Yeah, it's the real deal. Yeah, it's a real deal. So I like mine a little tart, so we're going to just do two ounces of that, cover that base, and we're going to put that in. So basically, we're making a cherry whiskey sour right now. And first things first, I do have a little bit of egg white here because I want to make this like a real, you know, foamy sour. So we'll put that in. And before we put any ice in, you want to go ahead and shake all of this first. It's called the dry shake, and it helps to use the acid to cook the egg white a little bit. So it's not like, so the egg white's not scary, I promise. If you're using like a, you know, a, a lemon juice or something, it's going to be pretty solid. <laughs> no salmonella. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think, do you keep egg whites on hand whenever you guys are doing events? Um, it depends on the event. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Yeah. Uh, I'd say overall, no, but it's it, the, the stigma behind egg whites is, is still strong in a lot of places. Yeah, that makes sense. Fun to do at home, too, I'm sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Look at All this. Right. So now I got to get some ice. And if you guys, too, if you're here in the St. Louis area, again, silverliningcocktails.com, they'll deliver cocktails, canned cocktails to your door. You'll see Pat live and in person uh, at your home. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have a mask and probably sunglasses on, so I'll look like I'm there to like, you know, <laughs> right? To get rid of take you away and a mouse nest or something. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna go full dead mouse or something. I don't know. There you go. So we've tooled off our lovely glass already. So I'm just getting rid of the ice there. Let's see what we got. And if I can open this, then it'll be the easier part. That's fun. I, but we've been helping uh, shoot some cocktail videos, and I felt so bad uh, <laughs> for the. Uh, for Haley that came in and was making those, she it kept getting stuck on there, and then we'd have to redo it and everything. But that's uh, that's part of the job, right? Gets I mean, cold. definitely. Yeah. All right, so get all fancy in here so you can actually see these things. So we'll just strain it out over here. Beautiful. All right, and then these are the cherries that we made it from. We'll just drop a one, a two. And just a little dash of orange bitters. There's one and a little two there. Look at you. I'm a fancy fella. That is. That's very nice. You proud of that? I am proud of that. That's a great drink. Okay. Send it over here when you're done with it. Yeah, uh, here. <laughs> you guys can make this at home and uh, check out the Barkeep website for uh, more cocktails. And if you want to bring the, uh, the fellas and ladies out, too. I'm not stealing that. After all that hard work. No, no, no. I've still got enough in here. I'll just drink it straight out of here. <laughs> We'll Before it. we go yeah, too far, what about the form of that drink? On a mm. scale of one to ten, how fancy is is the form of that drink? It looks very pretty. Um, I mean, what do you mean by fancy? Like, are well, you asking me like, is it? If you see a bartender make it, how do you know if it's right? How would I know if it's right? Mm -hmm. um, honestly, so right now you can, you can kind of see it on the camera. So it's starting to separate, and you can see the foam lifting to the top here. That is a good sign that it was a good shake and everything like that. Here, here's how you test it. This is this is how you know if it's a good one or not. I, by the way, sorry for looking like Shrek holding this glass, guys. Yeah, because neither of us. Pinky's have, up, no. Chris. Pinky's up. Sorry about that. Uh, it's delightful. So there you go. Cheers, to everybody uh, playing along at home. If you're just tuning in again, my buddy Pat Joya from Barkeep is here today in studio. We're gonna have Erica Rhodes on in just a bit. Whenever uh, Matt gives me the thumbs up on that one, uh, Erica's a very funny comic. So very much looking forward to having her back on the show. Pat, I'm curious. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like, man, you're so good at that. It was like, oh, that was not on purpose. Uh, I, I am curious. Um, do you all have any, uh, any farmer's market dates coming up? I know that's been uh, a big one. Uh, the weekends have been doing great so far. Uh, yeah. We've got the Tower Grove uh, Park one actually on Saturdays. That's Saturday mornings. And then I, it's the same people organizing. It's the Tower Grove Fork. Excuse me. Tower. Yeah. Tower Grove folk <laughs> organizing the one in Brentwood I do at the, uh, uh, it's over there like by Maggiano's and stuff like that. Okay. It's called the, it's called, it's area called the Boulevard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, will there be a Columbus themed drink this weekend? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I drove by that 10 foot tall statue with, there's a helicopter like just floating over my neighborhood. There's five news SUVs yeah. and, uh, and people gathering and then obviously saw the more close up photos, but I was like, huh. I really hope someone wasn't murdered in the park because that's what I was assuming would happen. And they were just taking down a statue. So it, that's how it goes. Well, you know, as, as a little Italian kid growing up in St. Louis, I walked in the Columbus Day parades that they would do in October <laughs> for years. And then you find out he's a genocidal maniac. Oh, and it's boy. like, great, great. That's, that's awesome. I'm so <laughs> glad I did that for years. I made paper boats for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it is. You're lied to your entire childhood about it. Well, we're not lying today. Nope. It's, we're here for a good time. <laughs> Uh, so cheers to everybody. Again, uh, shout out to Pat for a, a great cocktail being made. I'm trying to think, too, how if people aren't going to get the cans from Silver Linings and they're just making these cocktails at home, is it easier to batch out and make for a bigger group or to make, like, just to, if you're, if you're solo or you're in a small group, how do you recommend people kind of work this out at home, right? So if you have a big group of people coming over, mm -hmm. should you cheap out and just be like, eh, bring your own stuff? Or do you want to impress people <laughs> um, with, okay. with your skills that you picked up on? Me personally, I like, I like to flex my skills. But I've also right. spent 20 years in the restaurant business honing yeah. these skills. So right. it, for me, it's like, oh, no, please, let, let me do this. Yeah. Um, but when you're... I see family events. Yeah. Like, I worked at a brewery for a long time. So my grandparents have a great bar. I, I own it now. But I was resentful for like the, the first year or two I stopped bartending because I was like, they're like, hey, bartender, give me that. And if it was anyone outside of like my the people that I actually like in my family, <laughs> I would be, I would like borderline be like, be like, get your own drink, shut up. <laughs> but now it's fun. 
I don't yeah, mind it. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind making drinks, you know, for the family, especially when we get everybody together. Most of them are like pretty straightforward, like Manhattan's old-fashioned drinker. So that's super easy. Anyway, Boy, I've been making Manhattan since the '90s. But <laughs> if you're if you're if you're just somebody who wants to make a drink for your group, probably, and you're not like super comfortable with it, make it in a big batch because it gives you a lot more room for error. Like if you, right, you know, let you put a bottle of vodka in, you're like, oh, that is way too much booze. Well, <laughs> add a little more lemon, add a little more sugar, whatever you know, whatever it is you're making. That way, you can balance it out a little easier, and you have more wiggle room. Have I told you about uh, the best Christmas ever, where everybody was super confused why everybody had such a good time? Did you there was a giant the eggnog. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a giant batch of margaritas that were made. I didn't make it, and everybody's like, "Why? This is this is like the best Christmas ever. What is going on?" And definitely they used the uh, margarita mix that had tequila in it and then added, like, another bottle of Patron into it. <laughs> so, yeah, great work, everybody. It was, it was a fun Christmas. <laughs> but everybody was just so confused why they were having a, a really good time. So, yeah, good times all around. Uh, real quick, I want to remind everybody, go check out our Instagram page at We Are Live Radio. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow us. And then follow Barkeep, too, on Instagram. We'll get to Erica Rhodes in just a moment, we'll have her on live from Los Angeles. Uh, we had the pleasure, or we have the pleasure today, of having Karen Choi on. Do you have a concert that you're looking I just saw the pageant was streaming. Brittany Howard from uh, formerly of Alabama Shakes, a great solo artist and everything like that. I know Matt from Barkeep is uh, huge in the music scene. Do you have any bands that you're going to just dying to go see that the first opportunity whenever the things kind of things are opening back up like you have helium comedy club here's got nikki glazer tonight all kinds of different kind of hybrid events happening are you looking forward to anyone yeah i mean i there's nobody specific that i'm really really waiting on right now because i don't know what's going to get reannounced. i don't know what's going to come about i'm just uh honestly i need to start getting down to helium and catching a couple shows down there because i've heard they're doing a really good job of right. Uh, keeping things spaced. keeping things spaced, keeping everything well, and it's I, I you know I used to go down a lot, and I'm really bummed out I haven't been down in a while, and it's weird because I'm working mostly days now doing delivery, so I have nights to go see comedy again. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I transitioned from that too because I, I was in that that business for a long time, and you get used. I was lucky because even my late nights, I was like done by twelve, right? Mm -hmm. What's that? Oh, okay, we got that. So we got our musical guest. She'll be on in just a little bit. We'll get Erica Rhodes on in just a, a little bit. No, the switchover from working restaurant job or late night job to literally like morning radio, like you talk about. Just yeah, I can't imagine app. doing morning radio. I, man, I, and I don't think anybody can too. Like the guys like on The Point and stuff like that, those guys wake up at like, are people that do morning news, they wake up at like 2.30 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning every single day. Like it's it's absolute madness. I, I don't understand how their uh, their bodies even adjust. So I, you got to assume the paychecks are worth it because I am sure as hell not getting up that <laughs> I early. Guess not for morning radio. Yeah. It's, well, the guys in the point probably they're doing all right. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> shout out to everybody uh, tuning in that has tuned in for the last three months or so. These are always a good time. If you don't mind, go ahead and hit share. Let's keep this uh, let's keep this party going as we uh, like to grow and like to include more folks into our uh, our show. Uh, wanted to ask a few different questions. Matt, uh, the producer, you're along with this. You uh, recently got something. I was thinking uh, you are in your 30s, right? That's I right. am. <laughs> I'm older than you, yes. Yes. Um, I'm guessing. You're, yeah. So you're a video guy, but you just got a drone, right? I did, yes. <laughs> How do? Where do we fit into this in 2020? Uh, I am around Matt quite a bit now. Uh, Pat, I want your opinion. And Matt, you, oh I want you to defend yourself first. Mm. Is it all right for a grown man in 2020 to be the most excited I've ever seen him about what's essentially like a, a flying toy? Are we okay with that? Matt, defend yourself first. Oh, man. You know, there's a lot of things about flying the silly little drone that you just won't understand until you experience it, <laughs> which is the worst defense ever, I understand, because it's like, oh, no, you just got to try it. It's right. like, oh, yeah, let me just jump right in on that. But, uh, no, I think uh, it's the little things in life. So, yeah, if you're going to down me because... Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm just, I'm I, just uh, curious. No, no, I know. I'm just saying you said defend yourself since you were saying. <laughs> I'm expecting the, the horrible... Horrible jokes. Right. I am a giant kid. I do love toys, and uh, and yes, it's my little personal happiness right now. Okay. Are we gonna get a? Do we have to do a documentary now that you have that? Just yes. so we can have the 
the scaling city shot to 100%. start off the show. Okay. I, yeah, I also want to do like random sports events now just so I can have that going to break shot or coming back from yes. break shot of the city. <laughs> yeah, like, welcome to St. Louis. We are right. at the Keel Center for the I, Blues. I, I just feel kind of bad. My I have an uncle who's had uh, remote control j- airplanes for, like, all as long as I can remember. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool, but it's like this dorky thing. Now, like, drones are, like, the big time, right? Drones, they, they take the cake. I mean, they're still kind of uh, dorky, but they're fun. They're fun yeah. as hell. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, you just have to, you just have to like, say to yourself, yeah, I'm a little dorky. Like, I mean, I like... I. One of my little weird hobbies that doesn't come up very often. Is I actually like to make models. <laughs> yeah, I build, okay. I build, I build sci-fi We're, models it, when I have tiny small models. amounts of free time. Right. Tiny models of ships in bottles. Yeah, tiny models of ships in bottles. What's your? It might be the Millennium Falcon, but it's in a bottle. <laughs> gotcha. That's what are you making model-wise right now? Yeah, I'm working on it's an X-wing. Right yeah, now. right now an X-wing actually. I'm slowly working on an X-wing. Good for you, yeah. Pat. I'm I'm very happy for you. Do you have one that's? Uh, do you I, have I'm one? I'm never gonna hear the end of this. What, All right. What are we what's going? your what's what's your like prized model possession? Um, out of everything, and it's something I haven't started building yet. I have like actually like so it's from like the early, or yeah the early '80s, and it's one of the original Millennium Falcon model kits. And I haven't started it yet because I'm not good at like painting. Mm-hmm. So it's like until I get good at it, we're not building this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I never did. I never had the patience for that. And I'm assuming our producer, Matt, has made models as well. So I don't want to go in too hard on you guys. <laughs> go at it, man. I don't care. Yeah, we'll think about it. Uh, <laughs> quick reminder, um, we j- we're about to finish it off. But uh, our friend, at, uh, shout out to our friend Chris at Snappy Bigman Coffee for keeping our office caffeinated for the last few weeks. You can special order that. It's a, locally, uh, it's a local company. Uh, Manso is such a good guy. And uh, it's great coffee. Just saying. Be sure to check that out. Been meaning to tell you all about that. I also have to tell you about Mental Health Matters, St. Louis Counseling's podcast. They're kicking ass with everything. That's what you say about mental health podcasts. They're really serious, right? They're kicking ass. <laughs> They've been doing great work. So very excited about that. Uh, Matt, are we uh, no go on Erica? I have not seen her come back yet. Okay, right, I think she got a look at us. Oh, and there she is. There yeah, she just came back. Hold on, let me uh, try to. We'll get to Erica I Rhodes was, uh, here in white. just a moment. Uh, let's break down this shirt a little bit more. Fan of the leaves or the coconuts more? Uh, I well, I mean, I got limes, coconuts. I got uh, yeah, limes, coconuts. I got all the things on here. So I, I think the coconuts probably my highlight piece though when it comes down to it. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, uh, we'll get Erica Rhodes on in just a moment. She's been super busy. She's been writing, doing shows online. So I'm excited to chat with Erica. She was through here a few. I want to say six months ago, but who knows? As uh, as we get the uh, comedy schedule back on track here in St. Louis, I'm looking yes. forward to having more. Comics in studio. We had uh, Tony Robertson last week. That was a good one that uh, we'll release for you soon as well. So we will talk to Erica Rhodes live from Los Angeles. What's up, Erica? How are you? Hey, I put lipstick on for you guys. I'm Aww. glad. I'm glad you read my demands in the email. Thank you. <laughs> Just thought it was being nice, but okay, you yeah. have a list of demands. Yep. Ready to stay like this whole time we've just been getting ready to stay instead of go anywhere you know it's like yeah. do i put lipstick on do i put pants on what's I the pants know. situation now i saw a friend of ours do an interview with a, a large media entity and she got called out and showed off her shorts on a uh, on a large uh program so i don't know are you are you normal are you dressed normal I'm in a jumper I'm okay in a jumper all right so it's I, a one it's a one piece thing that's what Pat has on as well, too. Clearly. I don't know if yeah. you can't tell. Can you not tell? <laughs> yeah. I like a, it. Thank it you. is. Everybody else has been making fun of me the whole show already, so thank you. <laughs> the main guest loves it. Uh, Erica, you were through St. Louis a few months back. I know you were... Uh, where were you quarantining? I know you're back in Los Angeles now. Where were you located? Well, I, you know, I haven't been... I realize I'm not good at staying put, so I was in LA and then I was like I've got to get out of here so I went to Florida to be closer to my sister but she wanted me to quarantine so I quarantined for two weeks then I got sick so quarantined for another two weeks so I was I was 10 minutes away from my sister quarantined in an Airbnb for a month are you so I've been tuning into some of your stuff and I don't know how I missed that I'm sure it was a heavy part of your thing what, how does that even work? So that you just 
you're already you lose eighty percent of your income from touring, and then you have to pay double rent at an Airbnb. I'm so sorry to hear that, but you you made it through. Did you actually have COVID? Well, I have no idea. I, I kind of joked that people I was diagnosed based on the Rorschach um, COVID tests, which is basically people just diagnose you based on nothing at all, just their emotional connection to it, you know. So you tell your, <laughs> right. you tell your sister, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired, lethargic, and I might have a fever, and she's like, I think you've got it. And you tell your mom, you know, I've got a fever, a little lethargic honey, I don't think you have it, you know, and they're, and they're 100% certain and that based on right. absolutely nothing, just their connection to it, you know, which I've noticed is how policy is happening with everything now. It's like, if you believe masks help, then you're a murderer if you don't wear one, you know, but if you believe it's bullshit, then you can, oh, sorry, I don't know if I can say that, but if you believe Please. it's BS, then you, you know, then you feel like it's, it's suppressing your, your rights as a human. I don't know. Everybody's got like this emotional connection to everything that's not based on any facts. Do you feel, do you feel like, uh, you can get called out for just simply stating that? Because <laughs> I've noticed online, you just kind of point things out. And then I'm going to say like, you'll get 30% of people just calling you a monster at times, depending on, on how well, they feel. I did, I did a question now right mm -hmm. you can't even i just asked why and i genuinely honestly kind of wanted to know but i get that it was a little sarcastic i said why are people wearing masks alone in their cars <laughs> i saw you post that that's all my, well, i mean i'm not allowed to ask that it seems mm -hmm. ridiculous to me and then people kept giving me literal answers they were like well technically you're not supposed to touch your mask because then oh, please. On it and blah 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 some people are making multiple stops i'm like you know feel free to give me a sarcastic answer too you know feel free to have a skill <laughs> and not take everything so darn literally all the time yeah it's like, it's exhausting to deal with people with no sense of humor right like it's like what what do they want from us I'm not sure, especially whenever uh, you make your, your living. You've had a number one album on iTunes comedy. Uh, that is what you do. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. This is what I do as a living. I observe things. I ask questions. Like, if I can't observe and ask questions, I can't do this job, right? Like, I can't. I don't know what, what you want me to talk about. Well, you've stayed busy, whether it's writing articles or recently, what was it, just a day or two ago, you did the event with, gosh, your your mentor, you call it with Garrison Keillor, right? I mean, this is... Yeah! Congratulations, by the way. How did the event go? It went really well, actually. You know, I mean, every show has some technical issue. It's like there was a little bit of cutting out. But besides that, we had a really fun conversation, and the show was just somehow it had a really good vibe to it, like really good, you know, you can hear some audience members. So we had some of that and just hearing that gives, gives you some sort of feeling of, oh, it's a show, you know? Yeah, and I, I feel like too that maybe that's the only way to go for now. I, I've sat in on a few of uh, my friends, like we'll just call them Zoom comedy shows where it's like actual stand-up. Uh, hosted a roast that went really well. Like that was fun because it was loose and it's really just a live podcast is all you're doing. Uh, did you enjoy any, I, I, did you do a Nowhere Comedy Club show? I know you've been busy. Yeah, do you know I've actually- I heard they did I a mean, great job, yeah. They're doing a great job. You know, I've actually, now I'm starting to worry that I didn't take enough of a break. I've been working this whole time. Like I've just been somehow still doing shows I'm still getting paid to do shows. I started writing more. I uh, started writing a blog. Um, and then I also have been coaching. I did some coaching uh, comedy, like one-on-one -on -one Zoom sessions. How have those been going? And that actually went great. Like, yeah. I don't consider myself a teacher. I'm not like selling the classes. Like I'm teaching, you know, I'm, I'm not claiming I know how to teach comedy. But I just give them some insights onto like how to get started. A lot of them are beginners and they just kind of want to get like insight into just the basics, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I do a lot of free writing with them and I kind of tell them to get the artist's way and sort of unlock their creativity. And they seem to really like that. So. Is that, I'm curious too, as I sit with, uh, this is Pat, uh, our friend uh, from Barkeep. Pat, That's right. you seem Sh so familiar. 
familiar to me. We never met. I don't think so, but it doesn't, no. you know, we may have crossed paths somewhere. Like, Look how mad she is. Like She's like... No, I was going to say, she's like, why was... Is that what we're doing? No, 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 no. I was going to say, she's like, hey, when I was in that dirty studio of yours, why wasn't Beardy there? I think that's what she's thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, right? hey, he was here. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, he was noticeably not in the studio when I was there. <laughs> no, but he has I'm new, so... seems familiar to me. Well, but we didn't meet. You guys I, mean, all... I, I, I don't know. I've been bartending for so long. We, I may have sat and talked to you, you know, for you know what... hours on end while feeding you. I don't know. You know what happened, Erica? And you'll appreciate this. Do you know Kenny DeForest? Yes. Okay, so Kenny is from Springfield, Missouri, which is you did a show at the Blue Room. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about that, ah, so the Blue Room. <laughs> so, so we're, we had Kenny on, and we had we had fun, and and Pat was uh, staying, he was digitally on. Long story short. Pat was like, man, that guy looked so familiar whenever he popped back on the screen. Kenny was like in queue, but still on the show listening. And Pat and Kenny realized that they knew each other from like getting blackout drunk in college and going to parties. <laughs> oh and my God. Yes. Yeah. So, no, like, so we had the connection. How I know him too then. I mean, I must have at some point. Been How much time did you spend in Springfield, Missouri with me right. and Kenny? That's the Never. bigger question. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, uh, we actually brought Erica on. You have a son. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Tell you. He's a good kid. You guys have been having me on here for two months yeah. for, for an interview. This is what it's, is this this what what it's what all this for. He's already he's eleven and he has a great beard. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's that's perfect. I'm curious, Erica. I was gonna say when you you work on the the coaching aspect i just find that to be really interesting because you're being very honest about it and you're not i know exactly what you're avoiding too when you say yeah, like yeah. I, I i know the person who you're avoiding not a person but there is a type that you think of when you're like that person teaches comedy for oh, yeah okay exactly. but there's also there's also really like i'm thinking of jeremy essig teaches here he's he's very funny and very talented i love uh, jeremy Oh, you, that was through Helium's uh, record label then. Oh, yeah. look at this. See, yeah. look at see. That's how you make the connections, connections today. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, Wonderful. Jeremy's great. That's yeah. He's a smart guy. He certainly is. He's very funny and he's a great teacher. So when you're doing these, I'm curious if you could teach somebody like Pat. Like, do you go straight into joke jokes or do you say here's the ammo and then build off of that? Would you say like if Pat came to you and he's he's saying. I have a cocktail event that I'm running. I need one good bourbon joke. Would you two be able to construct that like live right now? I mean, hypothetically. Oh, yikes. See, so that's what I'm not we're doing this that's what okay. I'm not good at doing. I'm not good at like writing a joke on the spot. You'll get I'm them ready never... though. What? You'll get the the subject ready though, right? I'll have him talk about all of his I'll have him talk about experiences he's had bartending and things like that. You know, like I'll get him free writing about the topic i'll be like well, tell me the mo the weirdest things that have ever happened to you bartending and and we'll expound on that right see he already uh, has Pat, all right. <laughs> let's let's hear one no i don't know yeah, do you have any? <laughs> i mean you know, really weird I, I, how weird do we want to yeah. get here so weird like gross yeah. weird or just odd see, or, this, yeah, is like, how, this is how it works look at the yeah. teacher she's yeah, already getting you thinking try not to do the gross Okay, let's, now, let's that's why I was like, what direction do we want to go here? Um, aim higher than that. Oh, good Lord. Um, Look at that. Yeah, you guys put me on the spot. I, I, I could probably pull something up in a second or two, but yeah, that, my brain just like went blank. It's like, all right. Yeah. My my favorite is uh, couples when you have a group here and a group here, and then by the end, after a few cocktails, and then the end of the night, you've got the two single people have met. That's always funny. I always find that to be really funny whenever you've got like a couple being, you see it being constructed with each drink, right? Well, okay, on that exact topic, something strange that I've, I've seen happen on multiple occasions is you have two different people out on, like, first dates. So or four different people out on, like, first dates. Yeah. And then I'd say I'd say it's, like, at least for what I've seen where I've been, like, consciously aware of it, like, 60%, 70% of the time, all of a sudden, they switch people. And it's like, wait a minute. And then you wow. see them come in, and then, like, two weeks later, all of a sudden, it'll be, oh, that's, they're, they're a couple now. And it was the two people who were on op opposing dates. I've seen that happen multiple times where, like, all of a sudden it'd be like, okay, nobody knows each other. Let's That's just weird. chat. Yeah. That's a really weird, cool yeah. observation. Yeah, I've actually seen that happen on multiple occasions. Here's another funny twist you could do is, like, if you were doing a, a speaking event or something 
and you, you could just say rules for for not pissing off your bartender. You know, something. Oh, there's, something there's a laundry big. list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that would already be funny to have that list, right? Things to not do from your point of view. Things that you really can't stand, like pet peeves, right? Snappers. Like someone leans too close, or or somebody you know does a weird yeah, hand this. gesture, or somebody orders. Not right there that you're just like you don't ever order this drink right those are like just lists could help you okay i'll have to think about yeah think. okay let's we'll work I'm, on I'm, that I'm we'll have erica back list, in a yeah. few weeks we're, we're yeah, gonna see where we're going yeah well, let's not go in that'll be a hundred dollars i was gonna say <laughs> the preview is free <laughs> we've got a we've now um, uh gotten a we've accrued a bill by having erica on the <laughs> they show don't, they don't let anybody in the restaurants or bars anymore i, I, I friendship I yeah. can pay you in That's friendship. True too. That's <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Erica. That was really uh, sorry. Ins I'm insensitive sorry. of you. Classic Erica Rhodes. What do you know? <laughs> um, I I don't want to go too deep into uh, the Dalia stuff, but do you feel like um, I've interviewed him before? I had that's the only interaction I've had. He was you know super nice, like everybody is in interviews. Um, I'm curious, real quick, just because I feel like you're unique to this situation. How do you feel about the initial reaction? Online, um, Twitter specifically. You know, the Twitter the Twitter cancellation policy just concerns me in general. And it has nothing to do with him because I think he clearly is creepy. Um, but the fact that you can be canceled in just one tweet has always concerned me because there's no, you can't defend yourself really. There's nothing you can do. You're tarnished forever no matter what happens. So, you know, People never think outside the box with these things. They think that's okay. They think, oh, well, he deserves it because he's clearly guilty, right? But what you don't see is what happens if someone's falsely accused then. Mm -hmm. You know, is that okay too? If if people are convinced that's a bad person, but they're falsely accused by an, uh, uh, you know, by a disgruntled ex of somebody's, anyone can just say anything they want now. Like, I just have a problem with the fact that that can just cancel someone's career in five seconds because it, it does happen to guilty people, but it can also happen to innocent people. And so sure. that's what concerns me, you know, yep. but clearly he's, you know, clearly he's got an issue. Um, it's, it, yeah, it would seem to be that way. And again, I yeah. have no idea. I, but prior to this, I have no idea if you know him personally or anything like that. So that's always I've weird. I've always it's had a weird vibe from him. Like I've never been able to make eye contact with him anytime I've seen him. And I've never met him. I've never said anything to him. But anytime he's been in the hallways, I'm just like, I just feel weird. You some know? people give that vibe off. That's just, yeah. Uh, some people yeah, you just kind of know not, like deep down that there's something wrong. And yeah. then also he's with a different woman every time he's at the comedy store, you know? And it's like, you think people don't notice that and judge you for that, you know? You're literally with a different woman every single time you're there. Like, you can, you know, you're fine to live your life, but, like, people are going to notice that. Sure. It, it leaves it up to, I guess, your own interpretation or something at the same time. So, yeah, yeah it, so, that so is... I, ha I, think I, have an ev I think I have a pretty even view viewpoint of it, you know, where... I see good and bad in this whole, but the Twitter mob is scary to me in general, but for other reasons. Right. Yeah. You don't want to die on the hill for that particular person necessarily. I, I watched it happen with, uh, with other comics that have had issues and then they come through and you, they want you to interview them and all that stuff. And you're like, well, is this out of fairness or do I give a damn about this person? Like I may, just because you believe that they deserve, deserve a fair shake doesn't always mean that you want to, go uh, dying on their hill for them too. So that gets complicated as well, especially if you know more well, than what's there out is there. A, there was a girl getting mad at me because I made a joke on Twitter that was like, I'm available to play any club where there are openings from canceled careers, right? <laughs> that, like, I just, <laughs> just want to let you know, I just want to let you know I'm available. Right. And this girl got mad at me because she, because she blames the club that Chris went to for his misdemeanors. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you can't blame every club that every comic has played at that's done something. Like, that would be like, you wanna close every bar where there's been a bar fight, right? right? Like, you can't, you can't, like, you're not responsible for every single thing that happens in your, in your space of work. Like, you just can't possibly do that. Right. And yeah, that, that, that's interesting. People uh, can go all out. And I think just, 
overall, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be said if people were five feet away from each other, right? There's the the weird uh, comfort with just kind of hurling out whatever thought comes to your mind online. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just whatever you want to do. So there's just, there's got to be some balance there where, you know, a person has, the other thing that bothered me is they're like, Chris D'Elia breaks his silence. Well, he's been accused of pedophilia. Like, he didn't break his silence. He took t one day to think about his response. Right? I haven't even like, seen it. Yeah. Well, they're just articles that are like, he breaks his silence. It's like, that's not breaking the silence. His silence lasted for a day. You're not even if... allowed to be silent for a day and think about what to say. Right. No, it's Twitter area. You got eight seconds now. Yeah, yeah. you have to yeah, do it right away. He breaks his silence. Like a silence would be at least like three to five days. <laughs> That's the new silence from Erica Rhodes. I would also, <laughs> I would also, uh, I, I think just within that line, it's always interesting to me to see who's trying to essentially tattle and they'll say footage, footage surfaces. And I'm like, bitch, that was on NBC. They just did it with, with uh, Jimmy Fallon. They've tried it with Kimmel a million times. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure they're very not happy that they chose to do blackface for sketches or oh. if it's something else, which, uh, you know, I, I obviously don't support that, but it's also one of those things where like, it was on primetime TV. It didn't, it didn't, it, nothing was was found out. Like, it just, it yes, was different. They, like, when they quote Legluie jokes from his own special, like, that wasn't a hidden clip that you you dug up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It was widely available to, to many people. A lot of people heard it. Found him out. It's like he's been talking about masturbating for years. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a theme for... A lot of them. <laughs> kind of a thing. The shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it think, went on, yeah. To be honest, I think a lot of comics are being quiet on the Chris D'Elia thing because they know that, like, they could all be found out for something at some point, right? It's like, at, nobody's safe anymore. So it's like, how that, much are we going to attack people? And that and and here's the here's the one issue I would say with that. that You saying that does not mean that you support... <laughs> If he's, no, if he's done something bad, yeah, that's not. No, I am totally. I mean, I even oh, said check out the hashtag. <laughs> Thank you, producer Matt. Great work. That's that's the headline. Silence. Like that would be me. Like me being like, I was quiet for an hour. Erica breaks her silence. <laughs> well, we all know that won't happen. You're staying busy, no. and no, you're. By the way, I've had experience with like two to three Me Too guys that I had experiences with that quickly got Me Too'd right after my experiences with them. So I'm in no way like defending Chris D'Elia or his actions. I think they should they should be found out and everything and held accountable, which a lot of these men are not held accountable for any of their actions. But somehow they keep not learning. So there's some flaw in this system, right? It's like... It, there's got to be some some other way, you know. Defund, defund powerful, gross men. You heard it here first, Erica Rhodes. Uh, you know, we we've officially so we've people. Yes, we've we've been watching Chappelle turn into a Mark Twain figure for for many oh. years. We just God, that last one was good. We just we just watched Erica Rhodes become a philosopher live. On uh, we are lives virtual happy hour, so I'm proud like, to have been here. I have a lot of issues because I'm like I'm so my own thinker, and it's very hard to be in this environment lately and and think for yourself, right? Because you've got to constantly say what I, I'm not saying. I support <laughs> action. I'm just saying people have the right to defend themselves. You know, like they should have the right to defend themselves. That's not supporting his actions. But you can't even say opinions without counteracting your own opinion, right? Which waters down your opinion. Erica Rhodes, apologist, comedian, <laughs> <laughs> truth teller. I'm sorry if I offended you guys. Not one bit. Nope. Uh, Erica, um, we do have a musical guest coming up, so I have to jump to her oh, yes. real quick. Sure. And No, don't be. I want to talk to you for like three hours. I always love talking to you. Uh, Michael. 
Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm curious, where should people, I know the articles have been big hits for the blog. I know you're putting those yeah. out. Are you going to keep that going when your when your tour schedule gets back on track? I think so. You know, I keep it's not like I'm doing it on purpose. It's like I get these ideas that just kind of seem feel like they write themselves. So the past two blogs just sort of came out of me. So mm -hmm. as long as I keep getting inspiration, I'll keep writing them. But Medium, where I published them, uh, both uh, both articles they sort of highlighted on um, their, their, they featured on their human parts section, which was cool. Cause you know, I'm not like a professional blogger or anything, but now two of them have been featured, which was cool. So very cool. Yeah. I think you should keep it up. Yeah. You, if you've got those, if you've got those muscles to flex, I think, you know, put them out there, letting people enjoy them. That's never a bad thing. So I appreciate it as well. Um, curious, what, do you have any dates that you're picking up? Literally, I mean, I've talked about it a few times. Um, so there's a, a bit of a conundrum in the comedy world. So you have people like, um, this doesn't necessarily count as much because she's from here and she's been living here, but like Nikki Glazer's doing a club tonight. Uh, she's doing Helium, where you're at. She's, oh, she was, cool. yeah, she was doing theaters before that, right? So, and then you have Brian Regan doing, he was doing <laughs> 10,000 person arenas. Uh, he's doing a Helium. So that means with things getting cut down and they can't even, like, I think they have 100 seats available because uh, everything's socially distanced. Do, are you going to get back out on the road, and what does that look like um, as far as, like, a tour schedule? Well, they should be booking the mid-level um, comics who Rewarding already them. don't draw, you know? That's <laughs> Make you, should... You're the most comfortable. Like, I mean, you're telling me I can only have 75 people. That's like, that's what I usually have. That's what I'm used to, you know? As someone so, who has produced many uh, local uh, showcases with less than 30 people at some of those, that's, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 75. Yeah. What losers, huh? Oh, come on. I'll do 75. You're going to invite me more. I'm right. an easy laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that being said, I am doing my first week back at Acme um, this coming week. Acme in Minnesota. Oh, great. Um, Wednesday through Saturday and we are doing zoom shows also so it's like you can watch on zoom or you can come if you're not comfortable because they said some people still just don't want to come out so yeah. it might be really small crowds but I'm very excited to get on stage again well I hope it goes very well for you and if you make it through Missouri let us know obviously want to have you back in if you wear a mask you monster yes. I'm a horrible person <laughs> Uh, Erica Rhodes, follow her on Twitter, on Instagram. She's very entertaining. And then obviously uh, maybe buy her album on iTunes or, uh, or just support her in general. Erica, always a pleasure. We got to do it again Great. soon. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Chris. Good to see you, Pat. Nice to meet you. Again, right? Yeah, I, I, or yeah maybe, maybe again? I don't know. Tell Pat and Jr. Your son. your son is excited to meet you too. Just please tell me you didn't name him Blake. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Not, not at all. Enjoy Los Angeles. Erica Rhodes, everybody. Thanks, Erica. Erica Rhodes joining the show. Pat, I do want to commend you. Uh, that conversation was wonderful, and so was the drink. Great work, man. No problem. Do what Moving I can. I'm getting, I'm getting better at this. You guys keep letting me come in here, so I'm like getting better. <laughs> He's making it happen. Uh, so for Virtual Happy Hour with uh, Barkeep and We Are Live, we obviously get to talk to talented people, both from St. Louis and uh, nationally touring comics and folks like Erica. Uh, right now, joining for the, I believe, third time uh, on different iterations of the show, it's St. Louis's uh, own Karen Choi. Karen, what's up? How are you? Hey. Hey, good. How are you doing? I, I'm doing well. On? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear us? Are we are we I, locked and loaded? Yeah, we're good. You're locked and loaded. Awesome. Uh, Karen yes. Choi, a local musician, very talented. If you followed the show, she's been on a few times, and no matter the microphone setup, she always sounds like an angel. So she's a very talented uh, musician. I'm curious, Karen, do uh, you have any big news? Uh, something tomorrow, maybe? What's going on in your world? Well, my first big piece of news is that uh, my dog is probably going to go crazy barking because some people have chosen to have their post-quarantine reunion outside oh. my window, like, at this very moment. From 4 to 5 p.m. It's <laughs> perfect. And it's been going on for, like, the whole time that Erica was on. So I've been on the edge of my literal seat here trying to keep her quiet. So 
that might happen just so you know but um but yeah other than that other than barking dogs and reunions outside uh i'm doing a i'm releasing a single tomorrow um and this is a project that i worked on during um quarantine like i when everything was shutting down um i had a friend that kind of challenged some people to get new music out there um even with all the limitations that we were facing and um so I did, this was a really fun project for me because I recorded my, um, my vocal and my guitar at home and then I passed it over to my um, lead guitar player and he added his parts from home and, um, and then we passed it over to um, Andrew Ryan who did like the mix and master on this one. So um, it, was a good, it was a good time because I think there's obviously so many benefits to a studio space, but it was a learning experience and um, captured something that we're proud of, I think. No, that, that is. And you've got like a, a positive um, memory moving forward of such a, a weird, strange time that we had. And for That's you right. to be able to, yeah, aside from this being uh, the highlight of your quarantine, I mean, that has to be, <laughs> that has to be something that's going to be important to you moving forward. I am curious, um, just you brought it up before you came on and uh, I always love talking to Karen. Um, Pat, what would you do if in the turn, in the blink of an eye, your name became the center of every <laughs> hack joke online out there, period. She's a great right. person. She's talented, wonderful person. Mm -hmm. Now, Karen is now a derogatory term. <laughs> what oh, okay, that's where you're going with it. I'm like, what yeah. on earth are you asking me? Okay. <laughs> me? I don't know, I guess. Yeah, what if, if, what if you really was patted the male it? male equivalent, if you will? Like, right. <laughs> Well, they're tr people are trying online. They're like, what's the male equivalent to a Karen? I'm like, well, it's lame, and you've already overused Karen. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Dave maybe, but at the same time, like I have some really it's good my, friends named Dave. It's my brother's you know. name, you yeah. son of a bitch. Oh man, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, like, I don't uh, know how I do with it. I really don't know how I do with it. I'd probably try and change my name like I did when I was a little kid, and everybody called me Bad Pat. So <laughs> call me Blaze. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to go by Rick, so you know Patrick. Yeah. Oh man, so much yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that was a ter terrible way to go about it. Uh, I never, I never tried to go by Topher. <laughs> so there, that could have given you some edge, Chris. Yeah, like, you know, you, <laughs> that's what I you need. Should have, yeah. You yeah. Tried. Uh, are you leaning into it? Are you, uh, are you, are you enjoying the Karen talk? Yeah, I mean, you know, we all look for fifteen minutes of fame in life, and so <laughs> this is yours. Yeah, I feel like this is really my time to kind of just step into the spotlight. You know. Well. You've got as a, another as a Karen. <laughs> well, she's our favorite Karen, and she will not call the manager. Uh, Karen Choi, again, follow her online. She has a single coming out tomorrow. You need to support her. Wonderful artist from right here in St. Louis. Uh, Karen, if you would, I'd love to hear a song. Okay. I think I'm going to play, I'll, I'll play um, my single second, um, but I'm going to play a song called Hand a Hold right now. This was off my EP that I released in January. Um, before the world shut down, so thank you very when much. When I thought I was <laughs> when I thought I was going to tour and everything to support this, but um, wait, yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that a good lead-in? I, I feel that, like I could maybe use some work it, on that. <laughs> no, it is. It it sets the stage and uh, makes us appreciate you that much more. So, hand the whole <laughs> right. Karen Choi. Thanks, Karen. Okay, I'm just adjusting here. tired I've been dragging my feet all over this town I've been burdened tried to carry it all on my own the little things all gathered up grow to become what defines me for ill or for gain? What keeps me tender? Oh, what makes me numb? I need a place to land. When this whole world grows cold, I need a near to bend. I need a hand to hold. I 
been feeling well beyond my years, but not in wisdom or grace. Feel the witness spread to my bones. I feel the line spread across my face. I need a place to land. When this whole world grows cold, I need near to bend. I need a hand to hold. Standing ovation from the uh, studio oh, crowd. Yeah. Uh, I believe it. Whew. That's uh, why we have to get used to these days. Is like the the singular clap. You know, I, we'll be playing to one, one Karen, two people. <laughs> I've made no bones about it over the years now, and I love Andrew, uh, who's uh, who who helped master and everything years. But uh, I'm a big fan of your music. I think you're very Thank talented. You. But it is. It's strange if you go uh, and Pat. Maybe you've seen this too. Uh, even just like live comedy shows, like I'm just like that was funny, that was good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're just not. In a, you're like I'm sitting on my patio. I don't know. Do you want me to like give it up for you? Like you can't. So I'm glad that you recognize that because you'd go crazy right. otherwise. That was a wonderful song. Uh, Karen's music's all over Spotify. I highly recommend you purchase it. From uh, where's the best place for people to buy your music? Oh man, I, you know Bandcamp is always a really artist-friendly platform, yeah. but iTunes or wherever, you know, Bandcamp nice. has been helping a little more during this whole thing. So, yeah, I've been a fan of that. Um, we've got one more song coming from Karen. Right. This is officially released tomorrow, and the story behind yes. it so cool that you put it together during all these times. I'm glad you have a family, so the fact that you yes. can still create <laughs> and put this stuff <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, superwoman is what you are. So thank you. <laughs> so keep it up. Uh, what's the thank name of the songs? So this is called Fast Lane. Okay, well, I'm paying attention. Yeah, yeah you got to figure out the mystery of why I would write a song called Fast Lane. <laughs> huge, huge fan of sports, sports radio in St. Louis. Right. It's about like <laughs> a minute. My brain went there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the quarantine has changed me, and I want to be a race car driver now. So hell oh. yeah. It's kind of about. It's about that. Okay. <laughs> Just Wait, I'm, if I may. I'm joking. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Let's, let's go with this. Oh. If I may. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All right, man. Shake and bake, baby. All right, man. <laughs> cool. I'm just trying, you know, we all have to diversify, like, the, the way we have, you know, make money these days. So that's all right, kind I'm of in. my plan. Plan B, you know. We, 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 we build the sweet ride, illegal, illegal street racing. That's where we get started. I think so. All I right. think so. Mother, yeah. mother and musician Karen Choi got her starts in the mean streets of St. Louis drag racing <laughs> during quarantine. Okay. Uh, Matt, you have some uh, history in the racing world. A could smidge. you could we make Karen a racing star? Absolutely. Okay. Do okay. we paint do we paint like a gnarly electric guitar on her hood? Or yes. do we go with the acoustic softer version? Yeah. Where do you go with? We go we go with a gnarly electric guitar on the hood and then we also put a race baby seat in the back. <laughs> Sure. Yes. Yeah. Safety. Safety first. So thank you. Gotta, yeah, it's you a race baby seat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. Of course. <laughs> it's, got the roll it's got its own roll cage. It's yeah. All right. <laughs> Karen Joy's Fast Lane is out tomorrow. You can support her and support her online. Follow her. Say hello. And uh, whenever live shows come back, support her by attending those as well. Let's hear it, Karen. All right. Thanks, guys.
Feels like I'm in the first lane. Feels like I'm in the first lane. Going nowhere. Feels like I'm in the first lane. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm living in <laughs> the fast you. lane after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, great job, Karen. Uh, thank you. Thank you for thank playing you. it here first. Wow, that was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We've you. got uh, producer Matt, who uh, he's, he's, he's done the Gaslight Sessions. He's a musician himself. Uh, nice. He's already scheming up ways to uh, to support you and to get a live stream going for you. He's like, "Oh, she's uh, she's quite good." <laughs> so, awesome. just into a into a phone mic, Karen Choi delighting us. So wonderful, <laughs> wonderful delivery once again. Always love having you on, Karen. You always deliver. Yeah, so. thanks for having me. I really appreciate you having me back. Absolutely, and tell your uh, your neighbor party thank you for uh, letting you work that song out. Yeah, they broke they broke it up um, a while ago, so I was relieved at that point. Okay. <laughs> so you, you didn't have to throw anything at them or anything like that. I know. No, no sock, you know, yeah. no sack of tomatoes that had been going bad or right, like ninja <laughs> moves off screen, you know, just kind of right off of the frame. I, well, I could not. I yeah. With your new career, you could rev up your engine at them too. So don't forget I could, that. I could. That's very intimidating, especially with the the electric guitar hood. So. What a yeah. way to end it. Uh, Karen Choi, <laughs> Fastlane, out tomorrow. Be sure to support Karen uh, however you see fit. And Karen, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to get thank out of here guys. and let you get back to your life. So thank you so much, <laughs> thank you. everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Erica Rhodes. We're back next week at 4 o'clock. We've got our friend Phil Johnson 
and uh, and a musical guest as well. So it'll be a good time. Be sure to tune into trivia that we do every Friday with uh, our friends at George Remus. And again, thank you to Karen Choi and Erica Rhodes for coming on today. Support Barkeep. Get your silver lining cocktails ordered. And uh, keep listening to us on iTunes and wherever else. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Hey, everybody. Pat and Sock Puppet Polly here. Hi, guys. To remind you to support your local bartenders. And one of the ways you can do that is pick up this sweet, sweet support all bartender shirt from the U.S. Bartenders Guild. Wow, what a great T-shirt. It really is, Polly. Thanks for noticing. <laughs>